I'm Athena Silver. I'm Anya River. And we are the Rebel Crow. Athena is a professional psychic medium and tarot reader, among other things. Anya is a tarot reader and an astrologer, among other things. We are so excited to invite you to check out our weekly podcast, where we have fun talking about magic, tarot, mythology, astrology, and everything witchy. Find us on YouTube and on all major podcasting platforms at the Rebel Crow Psychic Show. Um, we put out a podcast episode weekly. Um, you can find more information at rebelcrowpsychicshow.com. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Rebel Crow Psychic Show with your host, Athena Silver. Hi, I'm Anya River. We have an amazing guest with us, Miladies Pond, one of my favorite people in the whole world. We're going to be talking about angels and saints and everything in between, how to work with them, how to communicate with them, and how we use them in our daily practices. Aren't you excited, Anya? Oh, I'm so excited. And thank you for joining us, Miladies. Stay tuned, everybody. We'll be right back. And we're back. Let's get started. Um, let's talk about my friend and amazing, magical woman, Milady, Milady's Pond. She is such an amazing soul. I met her a couple years ago and her and I like instantly clicked. We just saw each other and knew each other from many lifetimes ago and have been friends ever since. Thank you for coming on the show, Miladies. We are so happy to have you. I appreciate you guys. I'm so honored to just be here. Um, I know I'm always on the other side doing the interviews, so it's always beautiful to just relax and have um, to be part of somebody else's um, endeavors. So I'm very, very grateful to be here. Oh, absolutely. We're so happy to have you. And thank you for having me on your Wisdom Wednesdays. That was really fun. Yes, I loved it. I loved it. Um, the things that you shared were definitely um, out of the box for a lot of people, but I um, <laughs> definitely got a lot of feedback on um, looking up topics that you mentioned. So I um, believe that that was real beautiful. Oh, well, thank you. I, I was had so much fun even just talking with you. You know, I always have a good time when we talk. But <laughs> um, tell us a little bit quickly about what you do and what you offer people and your clients and things like that. Sure. Um, real quick, not to bore you guys with titles and things like that, but um, I'm pretty much someone who comes and shifts your spirit. So I do that through different modalities where it's tarot cards, oracle cards, spiritual coaching and yoga, meditation. You see how the list goes on is way too much. But for yeah. the most part, you guys can definitely find me on buy me a coffee backslash G as in goat hood buddha and yes hood buddha and you guys can find all of the information there my blog and just um getting to know me a little bit better and what services i have and i can tell you that we trade readings a lot and her and i i mean the things and the guidance that you have given me over the years like i'm so grateful to you because you've even given me um like feedback about what i should do for the podcast so, you know, it's, it's so nice to have a friend that can, you know, see me, give me advice and really like help me grow 
because I feel like I help other people with that. So it's nice to have a friend that can help me. So I always appreciate you. Yes. <laughs> I think it's a, a cycle, right? When it comes to this healing aspect of our lives, it's more of like who is truly honestly going to be there without an ego aspect. And I think that we both carry that very well. Um, Absolutely. Again, same energy. Yeah. And it's like that honesty, you know, every time we have a conversation, it just hits to the core of like who we are and, you know, and the things that we need to bring into our lives. So I, I'm just always thankful to hear what you got to say, really. <laughs> <laughs> so let's get into the topic tonight. We're going to talk a little bit about angels. We're going to talk a little bit about saints and we're going to talk a little bit about our own experiences with that. Um, so how do, how do angels present themselves to you? Like, how do you process them? Let's talk about what, what are angels, right? Let's talk about with, uh, um, ascended masters, angels, archangels, like there's so many levels to this hierarchy or whatever it is that we want to call it. Either way, there's always something at another level for us to reach. And so it wasn't, it was, it wasn't until I want to say I read this book on um, the 12 archangels that I really started understanding more about the angels and the differences. But um, for me, the way they present themselves to me is not in a visual way. Mm-hmm. I visualize more like objects, colors, and, um, you know, the lava looking type of things. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. yeah, but for the for the most part, for me, it's more of a telepathic type of thing and more of a, um, I want to say like a touch at times, you know, that, mm-hmm. ooh, that, that little thing that we all get um, when the spirits is passing by. So they're more like that than for me to actually say, I see an angel with wings. And um, so, yeah, that's my experience with them. I agree with you there. I, I perceive them in color a lot of times, like in colorful orbs. So I'll, so I'll look at an item and it looks like it's standing behind it, like radiating light. I never mm-hmm. really see them like directly and I don't see wings or anything. It just seems like just vast energy. Um, and like, you could see like, like it almost looks like dust flying around. I don't know what that's all about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, I also, uh, I also, oh, sorry. No, no, it's good. No, you go ahead. I was just going to um, chime in and say, I also heard that it's based on our, our mind. Like, however we want to see these entities or spirits um, is how they're going to come about. To be honest with you, I've read in many um, documents and books that they really don't look like anything. They're energy, right? Yes. And so it's more of like how we perceive them. And like, right, for instance, Archangel Michael, we want to see him like this, right? But at the same time, He's probably just the color red. So yes. it's all where you're at and your state of mind. Um, you know, some angels can turn into demons. So it's just, again, where your mind, your conscious, your subconscious is at. And that's what I feel. Yeah. I, yeah. I think you're right with that. And I think that um, what you're told from a young age about these entities shapes a lot about how you perceive them. Um, for instance, people who grew up Catholic will see a very Catholic version or Catholic imagery used associated with these saints you know, and these angels, I mean. Um, again, for me, I didn't really grow up Catholic, so I perceived them energy. I also perceived them in emotion. 
Um, I may be in a space, I see a flash of color and I'll just feel this like, it feels like a jolt of lightning. And then it feels like I get overcome with some kind of emotion, like either very peaceful or very happy to the point where I'm, I'm laughing and I'm like, why am I laughing? You know, <laughs> I'm like, definitely. Um, Ajna, do you by any chance um, have any type of experiences where you may have felt them or something like that? Because I know for me, I also get these feelings as well. Yeah, I kind of have, I kind of have a very similar um, take on it as you do, whereas like I don't necessarily label angels, but like I sort of feel like I have um, I have channelings and connections to beings from like other dimensions and you know and I I hear and I feel in different ways right so like sometimes I'll hear like very close to my ear and I know that's different from like the light inner knowing communication that I can get in different scenarios right yeah absolutely you know I think that's important when it comes to the distinctions I like how you said that because um, so let's be honest, we all have um, past lives. So yes. there's so many angels and archangels and there literally is different hierarchies coming into us and assisting us. So I like how you said the one that's in your ear is different from the one that's inside because I do feel that way too. And yeah, they all so have much- different functions. You know, they're here for different reasons. You know, the one that's guiding your head is there to put you on that path, to give you that strength to go forward, where the one that's in your heart is there to make you feel through things, understand the emotional layers of life. And it might be there to help us in like our love lives or our relationships, you know, and how we deal with other people. So they have different jobs and different functions, you know. Let's talk about jobs because, you know, a lot of people feel like these angels is just having fun. They waiting for us. They waiting for us to give them a task and they like, (laughs) well, it's been 300 (laughs) years since I got a task from you, you know? Absolutely. (laughs) Now That sounds like ancestors. I want to know from you, ladies, when is the time that you felt like, like one came into your space, was there for a job, you know, and helped you out? Well, I, I grew up a lot around, you know, just dealing with different type of entities. And I'm going to say that because, um, I know my parents, uh, well, my mother, I was raised with her and she was more into the African Yoruba stuff, but she also went to be a Seventh-day Adventist, a Catholic, a Christian, she, uh, Seventh-day Adventist. So throughout that, I still tapped into all these other religions. So for me, I call in the 12 archangels every day, morning and 15 archangels, morning and night, because I have two big pit bulls that I know for (laughs) a fact this little body cannot do and when I tell you guys that miracles miracles can happen because <laughs> listen listen I don't ask myself how did you do that so I wholeheartedly call in 15 archangels every day twice a day and they that part they don't leave but like Saint Expedite I use for quick money and yes. that's Saint Expedite is easy you give him a roll you give him some pound cake some water you know, give him his candle and keep him moving. And he comes in, do his job and get out. So I, I, so many different ones. I also have a little box that I have dedicated to him and I'll write a note of what I need and leave it in his 
box and I'll leave on the coin. And every time, like clockwork, you know, he comes through. <laughs> so That's an you know, he's a good one. Look him up for sure. Absolutely. Now let's talk. I'm definitely a little gonna bit. look him up. <laughs> yeah. Um, he's really big uh in like Mexico. A lot of people in Mexico um follow and venerate him. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Let's talk a little bit now about saints. Since we're talking, we're getting into the realm of saints over here. Um, how would you define a saint? Mm. I don't know if I'm in a position to define a saint. No, well, you know what I mean. Like, how would yeah, you because it's, characterize, describe it for people who are unfamiliar? So the way I would describe a saint, mm, that's what I'm saying. It's kind of hard because it's all because I learned them through the Catholic Church. Mm-hmm. It's towards that realm where I still would have the connection to this. So for instance, Nino de la Tocha or Nino Divino is connected to Elegua, Elegba, the um the you know the sea of the four corners. So that's the way I mainly connect them. And I'm not gonna lie, I still kind of associated in that way. And that could be something that I'm also letting go of because of my ancestors and just still being in the in the atmosphere of being fearful of people judging you, you know, and I know I still am in that realm as well, because it's not like, let's be honest, it's not like people are are still not looking at you weird for wearing all white when you feel like it, because you know, you got to purify yourself, you know, so um, yeah, I want to say that I'll describe a saint if you want to make it basic, like um, Mother Teresa, you know? (laughs) Yeah, well, that's, that. she's a good one, because people are familiar with her work, although I will say she's getting canceled nowadays on certain apps for some certain... Well, Mother Teresa had a, uh, I feel like every saint has a double side to them, you know what I'm saying? I agree with you there. And she did, she did do dark stuff. Mm-hmm. She did, she had payroll, she had a different, a lot of different things, but at the same time, um, it, it's a balance. And I, maybe you can look at her as knowing how to deal with duality. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You know, maybe that's what she'll come to represent, you know, as the years go on, because she is fairly new to being canonized. So I feel like my, my definition of saint is a little bit broad, but what, can you enlighten me a little bit more of what you would, um, I would How say you would describe it? Yeah. saints are people who've lived like extraordinary lives and have died or been martyred or stood up for their cause within, you know, the, the Christian faith, the Catholic faith specifically. Um, on the flip side, saints have been used in other ways in other religions and in other traditions. So they're not purely one way for everybody. It's kind of like they're used as people that you want to aspire to live up to, you know, Joan of Arc being one of them, for instance, you know, um, people are now venerating her as a saint because of the work that she did, you know, in the name of God. So we wasn't traditionally known as a saint, right? Is that like, that's a new thing? She's been a saint since I think the fifties. Oh, okay. But she was a heretic at one point. Yeah, like, right. Real, That's what I, I thought. <laughs> <laughs> like I think Cobra burned up the stake. Uh, yeah. If I'm not, if I'm not, you know, misunderstanding it, but she had a really hard life. Like what when you look at her life, you can say this girl lived for God. Mm-hmm. All the things that she did from the minute she took up arms to the minute that she 
took her last breath. She did it in God's name, you know? And for us people looking at somebody like that in history, you know, and many people like that in history, it aspires us to be better people, I think. Well, another thing I want to talk about that is also remembering that um, a lot of times people put these saints and deities and even angels at a pedestal. And I've gotten messages several times not to do that, not to bow down to angels, not to get on your knees, not to, because if we continue to describe ourselves as one, there's no way that we can actually sit here and feel like there's somebody above us where we can then humble ourselves down and put it in the perspective of spirit and we're all alike. So I know there's times when I would say something, I'll be like, oh, thank you. And they'll, uh, whoever it is, picks me up and be like, don't you dare get your kids. So, <laughs> get on your no, you, make, you make a good point there. You know, we may look at them as an inspiration, but they're more like role models to us and what we should be. Granted, the way that they live their lives are not necessarily anything close to how we would even live our life at this point. So it's like, you know, like they're there, you know, they're chilling. (laughs) But I mean, I think it tells more of like a cultural story tying back to like where religion and culture meet. I had this message uh, recently. It was actually very recently about um, how being on earth is so hard because of the duality and because, you know, the perceived duality. And I actually, they actually, the beings that were speaking with me were actually saying, thank you for volunteering to go do this job. So it was like almost like this reverse of like what you're saying, ladies, like not a reverse of what you're saying, but like, like how we, like how we're taught to go out and, and, you know, worship these, these beings. And, and this was like, almost like a complete reverse. Like, no, you guys have a really hard job. (laughs) (laughs) You're doing good. You're doing good. Don't, don't thank us. We're just, you know, we're all helping each other, you know? So I just want to add that. When I'm on, um, I'm one of those, you know, intriguing beings that like to go on YouTube and listen to like channel messages from like Archangel Michael. And it's like that voice that'd be like, and today. So it's just like that weird voice. But to me, like, I believe it. What else do I have to lose? You know? So it's channeled. And then when they be like, thank you for doing it, I'm like, (laughs) you know, because you don't, they're so telepathic that at times we're human. We want to hear y'all. And so just listening to a YouTube video for that, that thank you, because mm-hmm. we know it's hard. It really is. You're absolutely right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I think that from, from a being entity perspective, I think that that's why people are drawn to saints, especially with venerating them, because I feel like they're talking to a being that was a person at one point that have been through the struggles of being a person. They've been broke. They've been desperate. They've been loved. They've been hated. They know what it feels like for what we're going through. And a lot of times they seem to be more apt to like understanding us and and taking pity on us and helping us, you know, because they know the shoes that we walk in. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's one of those things like you want to get close, but you don't want to get too close. Like my, my uncle would say that my uncle will always be like, you can go ahead and practice and master the um, what your the philosophy of this religion if you choose to, but don't become a fanatic. Because my yeah. father will always my well he said he was like my father. My uncle will always say that. Do not become a fanatic. 
about anything. (laughs) Keep your balance about everything. It's easy because, you know, as you can see, there's been religious, you know, fervent religious people from many different generations since, since the church even before it even started, you know, so it's hard because with spirituality, when you mix it in a group, it can take on a different context and it can take on a life of its own if you're not careful, you know, because mm-hmm. from one point you're talking about me. And when you talk about we, you can take that into a lot of different kind of we's, you know, it could be like, we are doing well for ourselves or we are robbing a bank, you know, it could go right, right. <laughs> We have herd mentality, you know, like we want to, we want to be protected by the group. So if somebody has, somebody strong has a bad idea in the group, you know, (laughs) 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 is that why so many thing I wanted to, oh, sorry. No, no, it's okay. I was going to say, um, is that why so many of us who are like, who, I don't know. I feel like there's a lot of us who are like soul practitioners now. Like in this like era, you know, you see so many more soul practitioners because like, even though, and even though we're practicing on our own, it's like, you're not because you're okay. I'm Aquarius, Aquarius, sun, Aquarius rising. So I'm like, we're connected to everything, even though I don't want to talk to anybody ever. <laughs> oh yeah, that's young. Definitely. You never want to talk to nobody, but it's like from afar, I love you. Uh-huh, yeah, yeah. I feel like, <laughs> like we're we connect fun. with our people, you know? We connect with those people that connect back to us. And if you are not in that connection, you're not in it, you know? And I think that that's, that more people, with the more people waking up, the more people understanding themselves, understanding spirituality, I think the more people are going to start stepping away from the group. Because for a long time, the group has not serviced the individual. Mm -hmm that a lot of people have had to give up a lot of things in the name of faith. And it's not always justified in the end, you know, and it's this certain traditions have very long history. So it's like, you can look back, you know, a hundred, 300 years, you know, a thousand years and see where people have gotten, you know. Um, another thing I wanted to tap into is I know that people, like you said, everybody's waking up. Well, not everybody, but a, a group of us are waking a lot up. Of us. And when they start tapping into the saints and the angels, like I know for a fact, a lot, I have a lot of people always coming to me and they want to already partake and practice. And I'll just be like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> like, you know, once you start tapping into this baby boy, baby girl, you better be ready because it starts a lot of shift. You know, there's a lot of shifting. So like, I don't know. It's a lot of change sometimes all at once. You're absolutely right about that. You know, I don't think people realize that when you start working in this realm, when you start opening doors, other doors get open. You have to walk through them. You don't have a choice. And when you try to deny that, a lot of other things get messed up in your other areas of life. You know, you Mm -hmm. may deny your calling and your, your spouse decides to up and leave or your job decides it doesn't really need you there anymore, you know? And when you're committed to that path, you're like, so be it, let's start over. But if you're not ready for that, that can really, you know, really uproot you, you know, and throw you for a loop that you're not ready for. 
you got to let go of so much when you open that door. Like so much has to go. So many things that comfort you, you know, that, that in your, in your old iteration, you got to let all that go. And it's hard. (laughs) I mean, I guess. Yeah. Because yeah, a lot of people think that it's easy. Like it's really not. It's literally, um, I mean, for me, myself, it's going down the emotional roller coaster of being depressed, not wanting to eat. Mm-hmm. And, and it is all part of spirituality because when you don't eat, you start tapping in more because your body is mm-hmm. light. So then what happens, you start getting enlightened. And I mean, eventually you start eating again. But, you know, like it, it, it's a it's a spiral. And, and at times people are not prepared for that, especially if there is no nothing to fall back on, you know? Yeah. And yeah. if you don't have like a good backbone of meditation practice you have no way of grounding no way of tapping in no way of like conducting that channel that you are turning out to be you know a lot can go wrong but I don't want to I don't want that to deter anybody from going down this journey because there are a lot of good that comes from it you find out who you are you find out how to use your power you start opening up channels in yourself and you can connect better with people and understand people better. It's just, you've got to go into a fearless already. And that's not everybody can be there. You know, mm-hmm. it's not meant for everybody. I mean, and then you also don't have to do it alone. I think that's the most important part about it is just like, yes, this is whole thing about us being one. And, but then it also talks about healing together and healing by ourselves. Mm-hmm. We all grew up in different environments. So eventually my childhood may be similar to yours, but if I, when I was two and you was two, we didn't have the same experience. So yes, we do yeah. have to heal separately from that, but together I can tell you what happened to me at two and that can ignite you to heal as well. So you see how those two things go into part. So I just feel like, again, like it is an individual journey, but don't feel like you have to be by yourself. There's um, people that can, you know, relate to the stories. And I think that it goes in phases too. I think that there's parts of your journey that you can only do by yourself. And then there's other parts where you need guidance and you've got to learn how to be the student. Then there's other parts where you got to be the leader there's other parts where you're just supposed to be a follower, you know, and those are there to teach you different things about yourself. You've got to be humbled in order to learn. You have to be vivacious enough to lead and get out there. You know, you've got to be able to listen, to to take it in when you are a follower, you know? So it's like, it's everything we're doing here on earth has a purpose and it's typically towards a character building spin mm-hmm. but you know i call it boot camp feel- for the soul that's what earth is <laughs> yes, <it> is. <laughs> no the part that they leave out is like have fun while you're doing boot camp you know get dirty you know um go and skip boot camp class sometimes you know like you could do that yeah but, you know, you know, but that, that takes a certain type of person, you know, not everybody's able to, and, but you've got to kind of go at your own speed, you know, and you've got to listen to your guides. That is the biggest piece of advice because these angels, these saints that are coming to be our role models, all of these spirits around us, they could be telling us to do something. And if we're not listening, it goes right over us and we, and we miss it. We, it passes us. We lose an opportunity. 
I know there's um I pull out my tarot cards for pretty much everything. Like I'm just tired of making human decisions. Like, come on, tell me what the answer is. And so <laughs> I agree. And so I know that there was one time where I had asked them to, you know, go live and they was like, no, don't go live. I'm like, I'm going live. I went live, dude, nobody was on that live. Nobody was on that live and they was like so, I mean, listen, y'all, listen. I agree. I've had cards that I pulled that I'm that are telling me don't do it, and I try it, and it falls apart, and I'm like, should have learned. <laughs> but you know what? You got to go through that because then you learn to listen to your intuition, and then you don't even have to pull the cards to know exactly what's going to happen. Yeah, yeah, you that's know? a very good point. You really, that, you know, that comes when we're at our peak you know, um, we've found that place where we can plateau a little bit, you know, but it takes a lot to get to that point. And that point is not a stationary point for everyone. That point kind of moves around depending on who you are, where you are. And when we're brought into your past life too, your past life plays a huge role. Yes. Well, that's the thing is some people come back here on unfinished business and they're starting at a negative. So they got to learn less life's problems and solutions and then this life's problems and solutions. And a lot of people get lost in that. You know, they look at the prospect of it and go, I can't do it. And it's like, you just earned yourself another lifetime of doing it over again. You know, Hmm. like you could have avoided that, but you decided not to, you know, I don't know. My soul was like, let's do it. (laughs) Miladies, is that how you experience it too? Or Tell us more about well, that. Well, um, for me, it was more or less the same way. Yeah, like I pretty much uh, sat there and took the journey and then was just like, what the So, but for <laughs> me, it was more of like, so I was five. Uh, I did, this is a, a disclaimer for anybody who's listening. Um, I know I was five and I did try to, you know, end my life at that age, not just mine, but my siblings as well. I don't know how I was doing that and guided to do that, but I also came in from birth, at birth with an umbilical cord around my neck and my and my eyes. So I, I was not trying to come in, you know. And no, so, you are yeah. marked to be gifted. That's what it is. And uh, gifted people live extraordinary lives for the good and Girl. the bad. And so I know by the age of thirteen, I just like I didn't want to do it anymore, and then I just really stopped. And then it wasn't until still with the intuitive stuff, but it wasn't until I was again I want to say like two thousand and six, and then I gave up again and I shut down in two thousand and um, between two thousand and nine and two thousand and twelve, and then got woken up again. So I did have my you know my peaks that I did say not nah, I'm not doing it. And it was this one person that, you know, did my shows was like, oh, you're going to be a tarot card reader. I said, I'm not doing that. I said, that's not for me. I'm not doing that. And this is why we connect, because we have very similar experiences. You I know? do, too. I'm in and that, it's in funny that same that timeline. Laugh. Yeah, it's funny. You're talking about the timeline. And I'm thinking, I'm like, I went through the same stuff at like the same exact timeline. <laughs> Mm-hmm. same years and everything on youtube what happened to you a hard year <laughs> yeah the timeline that you described is kind of exactly where where i was with my timeline and i have a very like messy you know childhood and um my mom was like very prophetic uh and i got schooled on like 
the spiritual wars at a young age where it's like, you really shouldn't, should you be telling this to a kid? I'm not sure. She <laughs> got graphic with it too. <laughs> she, she was, was keeping it real. Me, like what could happen? You know? And like what, what I was supposed to do and, and all of that. And then, um, you know, it was just like a lot of chaos in my, in my childhood and a lot of upheaval. And, you know, I found out later on that I have all this eight, I have eighth house stellium and, you know, 12th house stuff. So it's no surprise that there was a lot of trauma and, you know, but I walked away and I picked up a nice drinking habit and, uh, (laughs) you know, that was really fun, but it's sort of also kind of like, you know, that was running away, you know, like I was running away from what I was supposed to do. You know, and I needed to do that. And I think that's kind of part of it, too, is like maybe sometimes we need to go back and, and there's like more there's things that maybe like Easter eggs that are hidden when you when you backtrack, you know, maybe there's a reason why you're backtracking. It's not mm-hmm. like it's not necessarily like a linear thing. Right. You know, Absolutely. so I definitely I definitely found some some little like some gems along that backtrack that like, OK, I. I Maybe that was a past life thing. Like I had to fix that problem and the, and drinking excessively for years was a way for me to confront some of these past life things or, or ancestral things, you know? Yes. I, I completely agree with you there. Absolutely. You know, um, for me, I think it has to do with when I found out that I was sick, um, I felt like I went to sleep for eight years. There's eight years I cannot account for. I have no idea what happened. I can't even remember most of what happened. There's very few things. And during that time, I was completely numb to everything, just going through the process. And at the end of it, I realized that I had to shut down in order to listen. I had to get deathly ill for me to say, all right, I'll listen, I'll follow what you want to do, you know, this complete surrender. Yeah. (laughs) And I think the tougher you are, the more resilient, the more of a fighter you are, the more they're going to mess with you. They're going to give you some hard cards to deal with. (laughs) (laughs) Or maybe that's also you. Your, yeah, your higher self. <laughs> <laughs> you know because like can we consider like our higher selves part of the angel realm maybe i don't know i'm postulating so anybody well, can you know shoot that down <laughs> i i believe so because i mean uh, first of all we don't see it right the energy right so at the end of the day like yeah you're part of that ether can i ask yeah you right off the, off the beat question ladies what do you think happens when we pass? What if what have they shown you? Well, you know, that is so funny that you say that because I recently um did a past life regression on Sunday, literally this Sunday, which was a hot mess. I'm gonna tell y'all, first of all, I don't know what <laughs> I was making me go through, but um, I know that everything plays in alignment, so I'm not gonna talk crap about it. However, there was a huge party. Right outside my window while this past life regression was happening. I'm talking Whoa. about like music. fiesta. <laughs> a fiesta, fiesta. I don't know if my ancestors was like, ah, I don't know what it was. What I know, it was definitely intense for me to try to focus. But one of the um scenes that I went through was um the in-between my past life and coming into this life. And it was 
quite excruciating. I don't know if I even said the word right. As y'all, 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 y'all edit it, right? Good. <laughs> but I like when people know that I'm original and authentic. But um, uh, it was really tough for me to go through that scene and through that little portal. So what I've seen in that time on Sunday was uh, me going in and out of the body that I was kind of coming to now. Mm-hmm. And as I was doing that, it was like a game for me. It's like, I, I didn't really get into the body until six months. And then that's when I stayed. And still in all, I was, like I told you guys, I came out with the umbilical cord here and here. So that's from my perspective of when it comes to like that in between life, I've watched a lot of people dying and coming back and then saying their stories. So I, I'm probably going to go with the TV version of you see white. And then they take, <laughs> and then they you take it to scene. <laughs> so I asked because um, I've done past life work as well. And I've seen that we go to a place that it looks like it, it looks like a Thanksgiving dinner. It's like a kitchen and it has a gigantic table with chairs all around it and like cabinets and stuff in the back. And like people are sitting at this table and it's like everybody. And like, you, can, you can't see the ends, but you know they're there. And you're just seeing all these people around and you're trying to look for your place, you know, and you got to find your place. Once you do, you sit in your chair, you know, you feel at home, you feel that family love and then everything goes white, mm-hmm. you know? And it's funny cause my guides have always referred to it as going home as if this is not our home, you know? So anytime they talk to me about that, they say, oh, so-and-so went home. So I'm like, oh, they went home. Okay, cool. You know, so in my mind, I know that they went to that Thanksgiving dinner, you know? Yeah. I told you many times about my home in another dimension. Yes. (laughs) Yes. I'm always crying about home. Um, I did find out that I came from um, a planet that is no longer here. I'll I'll send it to you guys with the name of it because I can't always remember the name. And um. And, and that, uh, a card of home and any deck that, you know, Oracle or whatever, it always comes to me like I'm always going to miss home because it's no longer there. So I think it's called, they're called Min, Min, Minka. It's probably called M-I-N-K-A, I think. And um, it's a planet that was out there and it's no longer here. So I know that I'm always, literally, I'm not going to act like I'm 36 years old, y'all, and I cry. I want to go home. I, I want to go. There's times when I, I do know. that and I cry because I know what time it is, you know? I used to have bad panic attacks when I was a kid. I had a really traumatic childhood. And um, one of the things that always used to come up was I felt like I'm not supposed to be here. Like, this isn't like, I want to go home. Like, this is not where I belong. And like, ever since then, like, I've always felt this feeling like, Like, I know that this is like a play, you know, like I'm Mm -hmm. here to play my character in, you know, in my TV show and go about (laughs) my life, you know, like Truman Show style. And then I get to go home and be the real me, you know, (sighs) it's just, it's funny because when you meet the people that are supposed to be your people when you're here. And you talk and you compare notes, you get such an interesting like 
transcript of like what really goes on when you hear other people's accounts, you know? So I make mm-hmm. it a point to ask people because I feel like the more we collect knowledge together, the more we can paint, you know, a bigger picture of what that home really is. Yeah, you're not lying about that. One of the things that I like to do is um, I love vision boards and I like drawing what a utopian world will be for us. So I could definitely understand a little bit more why you say that. Yeah. Uh, you got Atlantis roots, girl. That's why. <laughs> I got my crystals all around here. Yeah. See, I think I come from Egypt. I think that that was one of my first lives. You know, um, I have done regressions where I've been working at a temple of Hathor in in ancient Egypt and seeing like them showing me like how they prepared for certain ceremonies and having to go and collect like different herbs and stuff like that. And it's funny because there's times where I'm harvesting in my garden and I'm cutting it. And in my mind, I'm cutting it the same way that I did then. Mm, and it's like, wow. Yeah. Like you, you, you pause for a second. You're like deja vu. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like I've done this before. <laughs> I had that with pottery too. And then later on I had a past life regression done and someone was saying that I used to like, make pottery with the with the children and I was like oh that's cool that you knew you know like that's uh, I was just going for entertainment back then I was like you know 20 years ago or something <laughs> I was like oh you got that that's great yeah. <clears throat> but I, I think that's another thing that our um our past life shows us how talented we are especially if we're in this lifetime and everybody's telling us we ain't shit in this lifetime <laughs> I feel like tapping into your past life will really like ignite your I want to say for the moment, your ego, you know, to bring that power back, but always remembering to stay humble because it could be taken away really fast. <laughs> yeah, and you can't get frustrated because some talents will transfer and some talents might not, but you have the desire to do them. You just are like, I last time I was really good, I was a track star. What the hell? I can't make it down the mile now. You know, well, it's about what you need in this life, too, isn't it? Yeah. Like, like I'm not making pottery every day because I don't need it. But I guess back then I was because you you need it was functional, right? Yeah, <laughs> you know? that was a Tupperware. But it was like something <laughs> that I discovered. Like when I saw the studio, I was like, I need to do this. And then I got in there and like just kind of knew how to do stuff, you know. But yeah, yeah. But it's not like needed in this life. So it's sort of one of those things. It's like okay, well I reconnected, but I gotta let it go because I got I'm busy, <laughs> you know. So the last question I have for you is what is a perfect day for you? Like what is a perfect day for a lady's pond when she's chilling, when she's got the day free that she can do whatever she wants? What do you do? I mean, I do that right now. So like, <laughs> uh, yeah, because I, um, I created that for myself in 2000 and, uh, 16, I was at this spot here in New York called Lululemon, and they are a fitness spot, and there was a workshop, it was like an affirmation workshop, and one of the things that I said in that workshop was just like, I want to, um, at that time, I wanted to be a holistic health coach, um, mm-hmm. but really big, and I was just like, dear universe, anything, I'll do anything for a part-time job. And um, I got it in 2017, and since 2017, I've actually been learning that aspect that you shared with me. So to like every day I create my dates the way I want it. 
um, with a little bit of spice because I need that duality. I can't have a perfect day. So I'm going to move away from perfect and just <laughs> like what uh, uh, a typical day for, for me would be to wake up between um, 5.30, 6 o'clock, walk my dogs, come back, have a little cup of coffee, have a little joint, you know, nice. relax, meditate, do some, um, you know, Reiki on myself. Um, engage mm-hmm. with Instagram with my peoples and then I actually incorporate taking naps it's very important for me because oh, Tesla did it and Albert Einstein 100% I get made fun of for my napping I am prolific napper myself sometimes I'll take two in a day and not even feel bad <laughs> oh you guys need to stop bragging <laughs> I don't it's, it's part, you can create it you can create it. I'm that telling you. Self care, right there. Self care. <laughs> no, but uh, I think so, that's I, perfect. <laughs> I, I think that that sounds like a fantastic thing, ladies. And I think that really paints a picture about who you truly are on the inside. You're somebody who's here in service of others for the higher good of all. And that's right there why you are one of my favorite people. Oh, I love y'all. I love y'all so much. Like, it's like super cool to be able to just have this type of conversation. Y'all hear my dog? Y'all hear my dog? This type of conversation (laughs) with people that care about this topic and just being able to um, assist other people. I think that is very important and to have this platform. Thank you, Rebel Crow. I love y'all. Oh, you're the best. Thank Thank you you. for for having the time for us for coming on. We're definitely going to have you on again for another interesting I'm topic. Yes. You know, hopefully you could be a regular on the show. <laughs> um, if any of you are interested to get in touch with Miladies, how do they find you? Um, so right now, uh, the main platform that I have is buymeacoffee.com backslash G hood Buddha. There's a lot of shifting that's happening. Um, especially for us spiritual people, we have to like start getting into different type of gifts and stuff. So uh, that's the platform where I have blog posts for everyone. I have free calendars. I um, have um, meditation sessions, Reiki sessions, just so much stuff to tap into at a reasonable price right now. So definitely tap in before, you know, I start going up. <laughs> Absolutely. And for all of you, I'm Athena Silver. I'm a professional psychic medium, an intuitive healer, and a witch, and a bunch of other stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> if anybody would like to have a tarot reading or mediumship reading with me, uh, or see any of my other services, my website is readingwithathenasilver.com. My IG is at athena.silver. And my TikTok is at Athena underscore Silver. I got a bunch of stupid little videos on there. I'm sure you guys will like it. Uh, what all, about you know what again? TikTok is about. You know TikTok is fun. So yeah. Oh, hell yeah. I've been having a lot of fun. I do a little bit of teaching, a little bit of fun. You see me smoke a little bit of weed, you know. I'm having <laughs> fun on there. How about you, Anya? How do, how do they get a hold of you? I'm feeling so old school. I like I only have his Facebook and Instagram <laughs> because I'm an elder millennial. Okay. <laughs> and I'm at, I'm at Anya River, A-N-J-A-R-I-V-E-R. And I offer tarot readings, past life regression hypnotherapy. Again, thank you, ladies. We had so much fun with you tonight. If anybody is interested 
We have full episodes of Rebel Crow's Psychic Show on our website. We also put out another episode every Thursday on YouTube at the Rebel Crow Psychic Show. And we will check you back next week. Have a good night, everyone. Bye.